When I was crying with that lady, I was really, I was feeling her pain. I was imagining what it was like to be held down and to have your arm cut with machetes. And I was going there with her as deeply as I could. And it hurt. This is The Unseen Story, firsthand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. With so much division today, is it possible to set aside our differences to see one another as God sees us? Compassion for others often speaks louder than our differences and breaks all barriers. Lisa shares how a mission trip nine years ago changed her in today's episode, The Gift of Compassion. Hello, everyone. My name is Lisa, and I'm a lawyer. I've been living in Dallas for the past 20 years, and I'm about to move to New York. I'm excited to share a story with you today that is near and dear to my heart. So a little bit about me. I am a survivor of sexual abuse, and I've had the privilege of going on mission trips to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which has been called the rape capital of the world, unfortunately. Um, Many women there, old, young, all different ages, have suffered rape and just really horrible um, acts of sexual assault because of just different tribal infighting and things. And there was a church that I've been a part of in Dallas for a long time that took a group of women who have overcome um, sexual abuse and have learned how to heal through a relationship with Christ. And we wanted to give that same knowledge and that same healing to the women in Congo. So my first trip was in 2010, and we saw the Lord do lots of amazing things. And in 2011, I got to go back as a co-leader. And I expected things to kind of go the same way they did in 2010, but of course the Lord has different plans. Each trip is different and each experience is different. So 2011 was what I would call the mission trip that taught me about compassion. And a particular story that the Lord highlighted was about an elderly lady that on the second day of teaching came up to me during tea break. We would have these mid-morning tea breaks for about 10, 15 minutes, and it was always a little bit chaotic, but She was pushing her way to the front, elbowing people aside because she really, really wanted to talk to me. And I was a little bit scared, to be honest. She had a panic look in her eye and just looked really um, intensely anxious and a little bit desperate. And I could tell it was going to be a dramatic situation. Um, So she came up and she got a hold of me and we had a translator with us for just a couple minutes. So I was able to get the background And what was going on is that she wanted to share her story with me. She was telling me that she had been raped multiple times by some soldiers and that they had pinned her down and she had machete wounds all over her left arm. And uh, she wanted to show me the wounds. And so she was holding out her arm and pointing out the different places where things were disjointed because it hadn't healed properly. And she just kind of had like this panic look in her eyes and just was imploring some sort of response. And at this time, the translator had left, so there wasn't really anything I could say or give her. And so I remember just feeling the presence of the Lord. It's like that moment just stopped in time, like we were in this little bubble. And it makes me cry to even think about it now. But I just, I just cried with her. I just told her, you know, through my tears, how sorry I was. And I think, I mean, this went on throughout the tea break. I just held her arm that was broken still 
and I put my palm on her machete wounds and I just locked eyes with her and I cried. And it wasn't like sobbing, crying. It was just like streams of tears just coming down. And the more I cried, the more she calmed down. And I think she just finally felt heard and seen and like her pain mattered. Because in Congo, with so many women with similar stories, it's hard for them to give each other that compassion because they're going through their own pain. So it's hard for them to sometimes have the perspective and the space emotionally to give that to others. The very last day, she hugged me and she said, you're like the daughter that I never had. And just, you know, felt very, very close. And um, I remember she just grabbed my hand and interlocked her fingers and she started to to cry and then I started to cry again and I don't know if she's even with us anymore she was so old back then and had a lot of injuries but I know that I'll see her again but that was just um, a very surprising encounter I expected um, you know my, my trips to Congo to be full of teaching and bible verses and sermons everything that we had prepared but that was by far the most powerful part of the trip and so I'll never forget that trip for that, that experience of just giving, being pushed to the max with your compassion, um, the compassion of the Lord. It's not always a persuasive sermon that's going to move someone's heart or bring them into the healing presence of the Lord. It can be your compassion. Fast forward a couple of years in 2014, I was at a new church and I was getting ready for another mission trip. And this time it was going to be with lawyers and we were back um, in East Africa. This time it was going to be South Sudan, but still working with a lot of um, sexual abuse survivors. And I was a little nervous to go back because I remembered that I'd cried before and this time I was going to be working more with lawyers and I thought that could be embarrassing. I am a lawyer, but you know, sometimes lawyers, they don't look highly upon tears (laughs) during speeches. And so I didn't want to go down that road again. And I was at a prayer set um, at this church, and someone came up to me, my friend Taylor, and she had said that the Lord had highlighted to her that I had a gift of compassion and that it was not a weakness, it was a strength. And that Jesus, if you look through the scriptures, a lot of times before he did his greatest miracles, it says he was moved with compassion. And so um, that word from Taylor really helped me a lot not to be um, afraid to be used by the Lord with compassion, not be afraid to enter into the depths of his heart for people in that area, that it's not something to be ashamed of, that it can be a good thing, even with lawyers. And so, um, but yeah, just to sum it all up, I would say that this past year, 2020, there's been a lot of tension. uh, There's been a lot of disunity, a lot of, um, I don't know, pride and self-righteousness even amongst Christians and how we treat each other with respect to opinions with politics or COVID and lots of different things where um, I've just felt the Lord's heart to be compassionate and to encourage others to really sit with Him and to pray for His heart for people before giving an opinion or a verse. I don't say that lightly because I know that it's important to, you know, share scripture and to share your opinion with others and not be silent. But I think we just have to be very careful to speak from a place of compassion and not judgment. In a world of social media where you see someone post something and you respond quickly, I think compassion can be lost. Since that trip, I've taken the pressure off and known that it's okay just to listen to the Holy Spirit and what He's telling you to do in that specific moment. 
because God is so specific in the way that he communicates to each of us because he loves people and he wants them to feel seen and loved in the most specific way possible. You see that throughout the Bible, and I've also seen that in my own life. But um, that's something that has changed over the years as I've learned more about the Holy Spirit and how he speaks, that he's so eager to give us detailed instructions and moment-by-moment guidance that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to have whole chapters of the Bible memorized just to be able to go on a mission trip. He uses all that we have, and he uses even the simplest things to get his message across. I will just say that I've been reflecting on this specific story from Congo more this past year than I would have imagined and just being prompted by the Lord to give more tears for people that are in pain and protesting out of that pain or posting things that are dramatic or offensive out of that pain. Um, Psalm 40, 11 says, You, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. So that first part, you, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion. Just the idea that we can withhold it from people sometimes, that the Lord can be stirring your heart towards compassion and you withhold it or you shut it down. Or that, you know, people's hearts can be so hard that they're just not even open to compassion. Um, That's something that I've seen this past year that, even believers at times appear to withhold compassion until someone agrees with them on a specific topic. And that can be spiritual or political. For example, I'm not going to be compassionate to someone who is pro-choice until they change their mind and agree with me that pro-life is the most biblical way to believe that I'm not going to validate people's um, pain that they're showing during protests. I'm going to withhold my compassion because I disagree with the manner they're carrying out their convictions. There's been a lot of withholding of compassion. Before Jesus fed the 5,000, it says he was moved with compassion. And if you look at the story of Lazarus in John 11, you know, it says Jesus wept. And people love you know, to see that those, you know, Jesus wept. It's the shortest sentence in the Bible, but a powerful one. Um, but the verse after that says the Jews looked and said, see how he loved him. So they knew that Jesus loved Lazarus because he wept because of his tears. It wasn't after he raised him from the dead. It was before that they saw his love because of his tears. When I was crying with that lady, I was really, I was feeling it, her pain. I was imagining what it was like to be held down and to have your arm cut with machetes. And I was going there with her as deeply as I could. And it hurt, you know, and I can't imagine how much it broke the Lord's heart to be present and to see that, and to see each rape, each thing that had happened in Congo. And he sees it all. And I just got to see a slice of it. Um, I can't imagine how big his heart is to handle all the things that go on. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we think you'll also like Kyle's story, Prompted by Holy Spirit, and Tyler and Andy's story, Your Life is Not Your Own. They'll be linked in the show notes below. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, 
we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.